Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. crazy to believe that it's Mother's Day, which means that we're not far off from the halfway point of the year. That is crazy. (laughs) But um, we give God praise for bringing us this far. Um, Today we are, what part are we on? I think y'all know better than me. (laughs) Part five. All right. It must be some grace on this one. Part five of what series? Empty. Empty. It's a one-word series. If you can't remember this one, listen, it's one word. It's not many letters. (laughs) Empty, empty part five. Go ahead and get your notes out. That would be the first thing that you write. Empty part five. And as always, if for some reason you may have missed parts one, two, three, or four, you got to check it out. You, you literally have to, you know how you may watch a sequel, watch a movie, and you might watch, you know, your friends say, let's go see this movie, and you in part three, and you haven't seen one and two. Well, you go ahead and you enjoy part three, but then you go back later and you play catch up, and that's when things start connecting and really making sense. So it's the same thing with this series. Make sure that no matter what part you jumped in on, that you catch up so that everything can begin to line up uh, for you and for your understanding. And so there are two ways that you can do that. You can either scroll down on this page and you will see parts one, two, three, and four, or you can visit our podcast on Apple or Spotify. Just type in Word of Prayer Cultural Center, the name of our church, or you can go to our website, wapsy.church, and you will see many ways to get to that from there. But I I implore you seriously to make sure you get into all of these parts of this series. Um, Somebody shout empty. I literally do not plan to be before you long. I have been checking the podcast length, and I'm actually doing good. We had a a 40. uh, There might have been a 39 the other Sunday. So listen. God is good, and I know we got some things to do today, but we're not going to rush God, but we're also not going to belabor the moment. And so the word empty itself, you should already have that in your notes. If you're just joining us for um, part five, then go ahead and write the definition of the word empty. It's defined as containing nothing, all right? Empty is defined as containing what, y'all? Uh-huh. Not Field or what? That's right. That's right. Not field or occupy. So the word empty itself, um, not even getting deep or spiritual, just the definition of it is containing nothing, uh, not field or occupy. But we know from history that those definitions can help you preach. <laughs> Somebody say not occupied. 
And so the conclusion that we have drawn from parts one, two, three, and four up until part five today is that oftentimes as a believer, you will find yourself crying out to God to be filled up, okay? And often you'll then get frustrated because you feel like that is not what's going on. What's up, God? Did you hear me? But what we don't realize is that God will not fill a space that is already occupied. And that's our, our, our thesis statement. That's our main idea, if you will. That's our central truth that all parts of this series are built upon. And so what we realize is that while God refuses to share the space, what he does not do, hallelujah, somebody say hallelujah, is give up on you. He doesn't see that you cried out to be filled, and then he goes and he sees that the space is already occupied. He doesn't then just walk away and say, well, you know, they're not ready. Forget it. But he, he doesn't give up on you. He's willing to work with you and work on you so that your request can be fulfilled. But there is just a prerequisite for that desired feeling, and that is what, y'all? An emptying, uh-huh, an emptying. Somebody say emptying. And so we begin to ponder upon moments where we think we may be getting punished. Anybody ever been there? You could think and feel with everything that's going on in your life that you're being punished, but what we realize now is, you know what? Nah, I'm being emptied. Mm -hmm. Some of us have felt before like we're being looked over. God, you're filling them up in this area. You're filling this up and filling them up in this capacity. So I know you can do it. Why aren't you doing it for me? And so some of us think we're being looked over, but we're still in process. We're being empty. Some of us have settled with this idea and this lie. And in fact, some of us have returned to our vomit because of it. We think that we're a lost cause. You know, we go, I might as well go back to doing what I was doing because I feel like God isn't using me. I must not be fit to be used by God. I must be a hopeless case. But God says, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, nah. He says, what? Remember, you're seen. I see you. You're heard. I heard you. Uh-huh. You're found. I found you. Your hope shall remain in him. And then if he didn't have plans to use you, then that last thing would have been the last thing. Amen? But you're still here. And so that nappy-headed enemy wants to kill you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to kill you. He wants to steal from you. And he wants to destroy you. Don't confuse him with God. God says... That while this journey may not always be easy, I've come at the end of the day to give you life. And not just that, but to give it to you more abundantly. And so the enemy wants to erase you. He wants to eradicate you. He wants to destroy you. He doesn't just want to destroy you. He wants to destroy your lineage. He wants it to make it seem like you never existed. He wants to destroy your spiritual footprint. But God says he wants to erase you, but I want to just empty you. Okay? And why is that? So that I can fill you. You remember your request? So that I can oblige. So that 
you can overflow, and we can even bless other people because of this process. And so we took a look at our man Jonah. Jonah is an emptying, and then we begin to look at the letters in empty. And I told you that I have something for every letter that God gave me. And the E was what? Examine. All right? Examine. So write that down if you don't have it already. And these are some scriptures that were given. Psalms uh, 26, 2. Psalms 26, 2. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 5. That's second. Second Corinthians 13, 5. So Psalm 26, 2, 2 Corinthians 13, 5, and then Galatians 6, 4. Make sure you have those written down. And so the E in empty is examine. The M in empty is what? Move. Hashtag Brother Luda. <laughs> Move. Remember, wanna doesn't equal gonna. Desire plus discipline is destiny. The scripture that you should have there is John 10, 27. Make sure you have that written down. We looked at it in the King James, the New Living Translation, and the message. That's John 10, 27. All right? We don't want to just be his student, but we want to be his what? His sheep. Okay? And so we had examine and then move, and then the P was what? Pursue, that's right, because we realize that there can be movement without pursuit, all right? In part three, we talked about the fact that we need to make our move. In part four, we dealt with how we need to make our move, and we realized that your move can turn into going in circles if it doesn't find its purpose in pursuit, all right? Somebody say pursue. Uh-huh. You should have written down a few things like pursuit adds a certain level of momentum to your movement. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember, we want to be sold on God. And remember that we never will be able to really pursue the things of God if we still like to play with things not of God. Okay? Remember we said this. We said, listen, when you're in pursuit of something, you don't entertain other ideas, other options or methods. You're focused and you have a solidarity of mind. All right? Chasing after you. Y'all remember that moment? <laughs> if you missed that moment, definitely check out part four. And these are the scriptures you should have written down. Jeremiah 29, 13. That's Jeremiah 29, 13. You should have 2 Chronicles 16. 9, that's Second Chronicles 16, 9. You should have Psalm uh, 34, 10. Psalm 34, 10. And then you should have Matthew 13, 44, where we look, took a look at that parable. Matthew 13, 44. All right? What are you willing to leave behind? We took a look at Philippians 3, 13. Make sure you have that. Make sure you have Philippians 2, 7 through 8. And lastly, make sure you have Proverbs 24 and 6. And we looked at that one in the message. Okay? All right, so here we are, empty. We have the E, we have the M, we have the P, 
And today we have the tea. About to spill the tea. I got the tea. <laughs> All right. So we didn't ask on social media, but I'm going to ask you in the room and I'm going to ask you on the live stream, what do you think the T could stand for? All right. We got temptation, trust. What else? Time. Okay. What else? Who? Mm, tangible. Manifestation. Turn. All right. What else? What they saying online? Trust. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Those are all good. Terry. Somebody said Terry. That's good. Total. Okay. Mmm, turmoil. Not on Mother's Day. <laughs> All right, those are good. Those are good. I'll take a look at them later online. So, <laughs> speaking of Mother's Day, you know, sometimes, I, the, you know, the Lord will give me a word that goes, you know, with the holiday or whatever is going on. Today's not one of those days. But I do have a tie-in. I do have something for you. Because um, I thought about mamas. So there is a connection here. But this is not a Mother's Day sermon. All right? Uh-huh. We, we, we honor the mothers. Happy Mother's Day. But I got to give you the word that God gave me. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> and so the T, you all, mm, stands for this. Train. What is this the year of? Uh-huh, and at the beginning of the year, we went through discipline. Guess what? It's not over. Tell somebody beside you, it ain't over. It ain't over. The we have not gotten out of, don't you think you got out of training? No, 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 no. And so the T in empty is train. I'm going to remind you of our theme scripture, Hebrews uh, 12, 11. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 12, 11, throwback, especially because that was some months ago. That was January, and we're in May. So apparently the Lord wants us to be reminded that we're still training. That's Hebrews 12, 11. It says this, it says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Y'all remember that? But later... Somebody say, but later. It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That should be all up and through your notes in January. Okay? Training. Somebody say train. I'm here to let you know that the training never stops. As a believer, as somebody who's in the emptying process, the moment you stop training is the moment that you retire. That's the moment that you throw in the towel, okay? Think about a, a boxer or a runner or an athlete. Listen, if you are active in your field, you ain't going to stop training. Philippians 3.13, let's look at that again. We looked at it last week, but I want to take a look at that again. That's Philippians 3.13. Let's go there. 
Philippians 3.13. Amen. And it says this. It says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And so remember, this here is the Apostle Paul talking uh, to the Philippian church. And what he's telling them is, and we use a lot, you know, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. But we realized last week when we did contextual consideration that Paul is saying, yes, I come to you, you know, with a, a repertoire, if you will. I, I have a spiritual resume. There are some things that people know me for in regards to, you know, things that God has done in my life. And that's really, really good. But I have not arrived. And so what Paul is saying is that I'm still running the race. I'm still trying to make it to the finish line. And Paul is saying, I'm still in training. Okay? He's saying, I'm still in training. Somebody say, I'm still in training. Mm -hmm. We never get out of training as a believer. The reason that we gather, one of the reasons that we gather, even on Sundays, is to get trained. <laughs> uh-huh. I know you didn't think it was just to come and, and sing and, you know, and, and hear a word for the sake of hearing the word. No, even right now, you're in training. This is a training session. We never stop training. Paul says, I'm training you, but I'm still training. And I start to thinking about our buddy Jonah. Perhaps if Jonah was active in his training, he wouldn't have been as passive regarding his calling, you know? I said, Jonah, if he was more active in his training, maybe he wouldn't have been as passive regarding his calling. We got to get active in our training, not just on Sundays. But are you showing up for training on Monday? Or are you just trying to make it a whole nother seven? Tuesday, do you train? Do you train on Wednesday outside of Bible study? Thursday, what does your training look like? Friday, do you train? How about Saturday? Do you train? Gains to go, what does it look like if somebody only trained one day a week? They wouldn't get much progress, would they? There's got to be some type of schedule, right? There's got to be some type of, you know, well, this day we're focusing on this, and that day we're focusing on that, and... Yeah, we don't just train one day. So I'm glad you're here today, and I'm glad you're on the live, but this is not your only training. What about the on-the-job training? Because the work is when we leave here today. Happy Mother's Day. I say Happy Mother's Day because I'm reminded of how mamas will oftentimes, before you leave the house, issue out a warning. Anybody know about that? Has anybody ever had a pep talk at the door? 
Or maybe as you're getting, you know, as you're getting dressed and putting your jacket on now. Now, listen here, remember. Don't you get out here and act like you don't have no home. Come on, I told you I was going to tie it in. I told you. I told you I was going to tie it in. Anybody ever got that warning? Happy Mother's Day. Mama used to tell you, if you act up at school, you came back in that house. Now, depending on, you know, your mother and her temperament, it may have been, you know, in, in between a few, uh-huh. Did I tell, oh, okay, all right. If you can't say amen, say ouch, because some of you, PTSD, feel it right now. It's all right. Didn't I tell you to not be out here acting like you don't have no home training? Didn't I tell you to not be acting like you don't have no home training? Well, I could imagine God. Not today, but catch you about Tuesday. You know? When you're about 48 hours removed from that worship experience. And they're getting on your nerves at work. Huh? And you're writing these passive-aggressive emails. <laughs> Maybe saying a few words you shouldn't say. Whew. There they go again. My child out here acting like they don't have no home training. Remember I told you Jonah on that boat was a little embarrassing to me when he revealed the God that he served. Because Jonah was on that boat acting like he had no home training. Do you, when you leave from the house, of worship. Do you bear fruit of the training that you receive? And so I want to take a look at 2 Corinthians 5.20. 2 Corinthians 5.20. Let's take a look at that. You all do know that we are representatives of Christ, right? All right, making sure we know that. Because if you don't know that, then this, this won't make sense. We have got to, like our mamas told us, act like we've got some home training. When I see some of y'all out here acting crazy, I think I got a new code word. HT. Some of y'all are comment on them status. H -H <laughs> now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Huh? We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us. Through us. Through us. 
When are we going to graduate to him pleading for us, to him pleading through us? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We are ambassadors for Christ. All right, I'm going to take you to my favorite. Y'all know my favorite. Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Let's take a look at that in the message paraphrase. That's Matthew 5, 13 through 16. Because some of us need to be reminded that we're here. Our mamas then brought us here. We didn't got saved, and, you know, Christ's blood has brought us here. And we need to be reminded that we're here for a reason, okay? We're here for a reason. And mama didn't go through labor, and Jesus didn't go through the cross for you to act like you don't have no home training. Happy Mother's Day. Matthew 5, 13, let me tell you why you're here. Because some of you don't forget. You're here to be salt seasoning. Any cooks in here? That brings out the God flavors of the earth. I love this. If you lose your saltiness, if you're out here acting like you don't have no home training, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness. And will end up in the garbage. That tells you how serious this is. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be what? Light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. I love it. How many of you know that when we get to heaven, we're going to behold colors that we've never seen before? It's bigger than Roy G. Biv. And it's, listen, it's some things, some God colors in the world that our light can bring out even now. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a, on a light stand, do what? Shine. Show, show us what, what the training has showed you. Keep open house. Be generous with our lives, with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. This is why we are here. You wrote down those scriptures? Okay. I'm glad you did. You got those scriptures today, and you got plenty of scriptures from the series, because today I'm getting ready to get into a portion of the Word where I'm preaching from a book called the Book of Johnetta. The Book of Johnetta. Y'all know her? She taught Bible study on Wednesday. Uh-huh. The Book of Johnetta. Remember, I told you that, that your life, just like Jonah was written by Jonah, that, that your life should preach. Amen? And so... If anybody was tuned into Bible study, let's give Netta a hand because she did a phenomenal job. There where I'm here with them on Bible study nights, and that was the hardest night to keep quiet because I wanted to scream, shout, and jump all about because it was some things that hit home for me. You know, one of the things that really hit home uh, was when she was talking about how some of our fear 
um, doesn't have to do with failing. Some of us are scared to succeed. What happens when I succeed? You know? And so we don't look at that part a lot. Um, there was another part that, that really hit home for me. Uh, let me see. What was she talking about? I told her afterwards. I told her those, those two parts that really were home, hit home. I got to look back at my notes. But there was plenty of, plenty of stuff in there that would bless your socks off. If you did not get a chance to check out Bible study, um, and Netta, I had people who checked it out afterwards who were texting me about how blessed they were. And so we know that it was meant to be, and we bless God for, uh, for using you in the way that he used you. Oh, I know what it was. Y'all know I kept talking until it came. <laughs> it was that um, the reward was not in, you know, getting the, the tenfold or whatever, uh, return the the reward was sharing in the joy of the Lord that the Lord would be pleased with you, and that really blessed me. But there was so much, so much on Wednesday. Now, um, warning: this is a very transparent moment. So y'all ready for the transparency? I didn't I didn't think y'all were going to notice, but this is the way that the direction is going. What if I told you? What if I told you? Witty Sunday. What if I told you that the book of Netta, the book of Janetta goes like this. And on Wednesday, <laughs> D.I.T. Netta did not know she was teaching Bible study. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes you want to give her more props than you already gave her, right? Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> this is crazy. Let me tell you what happened. So I have, you know, this whole thing lined out of, okay, we're doing the parables and, you know, boom, 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 got the, the, the teachers mapped out. I began to contact everybody, right? So everybody is set. I mean, now until the end of May, everybody is set. And so um, I was coming into the prayer room on Wednesday morning. Thank God for the prayer room because it was coming to the prayer room where the Holy Spirit, who's teaching today? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I told them. You know, they know. Let me, look. Let me go back and look. And so I go back and look, and I realize, oh, my goodness. When I contacted Netta, we ended up talking about something else. And because you know how you never just want to ask nobody. You always ask how they doing and, you know, how's the week going. And that led to some stuff. And we never got to Bible study. <laughs> And so I said, oh, uh, I, thank you, Holy Spirit. I know what that means. That means I'm going to have to teach. And it's cool. Okay, I got it. I'm going to have to teach. Boom, boom, boom. Let me get ready. And Holy Spirit says, text Netta. I said, that, Holy Spirit, that's embarrassing now. <laughs> I know. you." Text Netta. I said, all right. So, you know, I text her, and uh, you know how you, you still, you're unsure of what you're doing. You're, you're, you're being obedient, but you're not really in agreement with what Holy Spirit said. So, I made everything like a joke. <laughs> Just in case this don't end well, 
then I can just leave it as a joke and then go ahead and prepare for Bible study. And so, to my surprise, and Holy Spirit is so amazing. To my surprise, Netta says, wow, that's crazy. Because you know what? Even before we started the parables, God instructed me to study on parables. So I have a lot of information. My mind was blown. And I said, now I understand why, even though I would have normally just said, no, I'll do it. I, that was my mistake. You know what I'm saying? How, how, what I look like texting her. Holy Spirit said, text her. And now I know why. Because she already had what she needed to get the job done. And when I tell you Wednesday was a good day for me, because it's starting like that, you know, it, it can only get better. It set the tone for the day. And I was really amazed. And then throughout the day, even as she was here, I was just amazed. I, I saw her with her notebook. And I, and I just said, God. And I told her which one. And she said, oh, yeah, I got what I need for that one. I'll be there. What time do I need to be there? I began to think of this in a few ways. For one, imagine, because I honestly had some stuff going on. I had some clients to cook for, and I did not particularly have the time. Imagine if I would have suffered for disobedience. Imagine if I would have suffered for the thought of embarrassment. Imagine if I would have suffered, and you guys wouldn't have even got blessed like you did because I ain't had what Netta had. <laughs> And so I'm preaching from the book of Johnetta today because Netta emptied herself. She examined her life. She moved on what she heard. I'm talking about back when she prepared, back when, when she was obedient to Holy Spirit to study the parables on her own. What are you studying on your own? Or are you waiting for a Bible study subject to come up? She examined her life. She moved on what she heard. She pursued, come on, EMP. She pursued because if she just moved but didn't have pursuit, she may have never gotten to that parable. Mm -hmm. But she didn't just move. She pursued, and after she examined, moved, and pursued, she realized that whole time she was in training. <laughs> for a moment that she knew not of and I come here to tell you that training is essential to you today because God has a plan for tomorrow that you know not of and you don't have time to get ready you gotta stay ready yeah, yeah, yeah. And so God wants me to share with you today as I preach from the book of Johnetta that it was her private obedience that led to her public victory. I'm going to say that one more time because you need that. You need to praise him off of it and then you need to take a moment and write it down. It was her private obedience that led to her public victory. Some of us want the public victory without the private obedience. Netta says, no, I'm going to obey you in private. I don't even know why I'm studying the parables, but I'm going to do it. Not knowing that one day that private obedience would lead to her public victory and would bless other people. <sighs> and until you perform properly, beloved, this is a word. Let me say it again. Our private 
obedience will lead to our public victory. But until you perform properly for your audience of one, where people don't, don't know about it, hmm? where you don't get patted on the back for it, hmm? where there are no comments and likes associated with it, hmm? until you perform properly for your audience of one, your heart is not ready for the general population. Let me just let you know that now. Don't get it twisted. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, unless you prepare properly for your audience of one, your heart is not ready for an audience of more because you still got some emptying to do. If you can't do it because God said it, and don't you dare do it because I said it, and you haven't even did it because God said it, she was able to do what I asked because she already did what God asked. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. And so what I want to tell you today is that sometimes your emptying is your discipline training. Sometimes your emptying is your discipline training. And what I love, what I love, what I love is that she didn't, come with a lot of excuses. She didn't come with any excuses. She didn't come with any disclaimers. She didn't even expose me. You know how some of y'all like to do, get up here the first thing you say, well, yeah, a pastor just told me today. She ain't do none of that. Huh? <laughs> you know how singers do sometimes? Well, you always got to say, y'all got to excuse my voice. You know them singers that always coming off something? Your throat always bother you. Maybe you just can't sing. She didn't come with all these preliminary, you know, all these disclaimers and all these excuses. Nah, she wasn't on those vibes. She didn't come with those excuses. Guess what? She came boldly. The camera cut on. Good evening. Welcome to virtual Bible study. Guess what? She was bold because she was trained. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe some of us will begin to eliminate all of the excuses and all of the preliminary yada, 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 because we will be trained enough to be bold about the thing for which God is called. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When God gave me this word, because... God gave me, I'm not revealing them as I go. Even the music ministry, they, they, they have all of them so that we can kind of, you know, have things on one accord. And so God gave me each letter a while ago. But when he gave me this T, I said, for real? Like, you know, like we already talked about that. And I was honestly unsure of it. I was trying to make sure that it was God and it wasn't just me coming up with it because, you know, this is the year of discipline. And we talked about discipline training, and I got training on the brain. But Netta, in her obedience, was even the answer to my sermon today. <laughs> Imagine everything that's hinging on your obedience. Mm, 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 mm. You may not be the pastor. You might not be the leader of this or the ministry head of that. But how many of you know that your private obedience can bless the whole church? What if I told you that God wants us to be modern day living epistles? You shouldn't have to go 
all the way back to Moses and Abraham and them all the time. Lord, give me the obedience of Johnetta. Huh? Yeah? Whew, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so I told you I wouldn't be long, so I'm closing with this. The takeaways for today, as you think about training and what that means for you in this season, particularly this season of emptying, and even if you're not in a season of emptying, you're always in a season of training. The takeaway is this. What ways, what ways is God trying to train you backstage? Hmm? What ways, God, are you trying to train me backstage? Watch this. Even what ways are you trying to train me in the audience? What ways are you trying to train me even in the audience? Because a lot of times we become the audience and we think that we don't need no training. Are you waiting for a word from man or is God's word enough? If I don't tell you to study it, but God does, what you going to do? Are you waiting on a position or do you trust that you have purpose? We all are in position as believers. We're here to be in the position of shining our light and being the salt of the earth. And once you've done your examination and you've made your move and you're in pursuit, there's still training. There is still training. And so I want you to think about today and this week God, what ways are you training me that I may have been ignoring even? What ways are you training me that I may have thought that I didn't qualify for because I'm not going to be asked to teach? He's training you. And your training is so important because, <laughs> check this out. And after Bible study, her and I had a conversation about how it's just amazing, and she talked about it in the lesson, about how it's not about you, it's bigger than you. Guess what? Even your private time with God is not about you. <laughs> she was amazed that even in her private time, even in her private study, it wasn't about Netta. It was about us. And it was about some training that God had to do with her to get it to us. Yes, she got blessed in the process. Yes, she got what she needed, you know, and yes, she got what came with her obedience. But above and beyond that, she got to be the instrumentation of God. Does anybody want to be the instrumentation of God? Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Empty me, God, of anything that is hindering me from being used of you. I want to be used of you. Is that your cry today? God, I want to be used of you in whatever capacity. God, I want to experience private obedience 
way before anything about any public victories. God, hide me before you expose me. <laughs> Fill me so that I may overflow. And so on this Mother's Day morning, I want to remind you that it's so important to stay in training because we have a world out there that is waiting to receive Jesus and their knowledge of Jesus often starts with their knowledge of us. We do it all the time. We see children, we assess them, and we decide what type of home they come from by how they're conducting themselves. People do it with us spiritually. They look at us to see what the kingdom looks like. It's bigger than you. Don't you go out there acting like you don't have no home training. Amen? Amen. Happy Mother's Day. That's the word for today. Can we give God praise? I said, can we give God praise? Can we give God praise? Hallelujah. God, we thank you for the word. Thank you, Lord, that it has not fallen on deaf ears. But we thank you, Lord, that we will take it and we will apply it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so today, um, we don't want to take for granted that everybody in the room or watching is saved of God. And we must do this every time. You know what I found out? I found out that there are uh, churches who don't do this. And um, that's, what, that's what it's all about. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do this every time because this might be somebody's time and this might be somebody's day. Imagine if we didn't do this when it was your day. Okay? So, if there's anybody in the room or watching who does not know Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord, you're not saved. Today is your day to receive salvation. The scripture says that all you have to do is confess with your mouth. And you have to believe in your heart. That God raised his son Jesus from the dead and you will be saved. And so if you're here in the room today or you're watching on the live and that's you, then I'm going to pray a prayer. I want you to repeat after me, but don't just say it. You got to really believe it. Really believe what you're saying. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now. As a sinner in need of your salvation, come into my heart, cleanse me, change my life. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you raised your son, Jesus, from the dead. I believe that he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. I believe that he is seated at your right hand interceding for me. I am saved. I am saved. I am saved in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Come on, let's clap it up for anybody who received salvation today. We welcome you into the family of God. Go ahead and type, I am saved, so that we can celebrate with you. And then my second appeal today is to let you know that God doesn't desire for it to stop there. He wants you to be in fellowship. He wants you to have a church home, a church family. He wants you to have a pastor. And so if you are in the room and you don't have that and you desire to join our Wapsi family, you can wave your hand and we'll celebrate you from your seat. Or if you're watching the live and that's you, go ahead and type, I'm part of the family so that we can welcome you in and reach out to you accordingly, all right? So let's give it up in case that's anybody. Yes, indeed. When you join the Wapsie family, you get mamas and daddies and aunties and uncles, nieces and nephews, brothers and sisters. We are a family. And so welcome into our family if that's you today. All right. Okay. So um, that's all we have. Enjoy the remainder of your day. We'll see you on Wednesday. You already know who you are. That's teaching. Prom I promise Netta was the only one because somebody out there heart beating. Lord, I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, yeah, the schedule is set. We'll see you on Wednesday for another awesome parable. And also feel free to join us at 5 o'clock. Uh, First Lady and I are having our gender reveal to let you know if baby number two is going to be a boy or a girl. Listen, we already know. We've been known. We've known for, what, eight weeks. So we already know, don't be trying to judge our reaction. This is for y'all, all right? <laughs> so we'll see you uh, at 5 o'clock. We're going to go live from this page. So go ahead and, and set a reminder in your phone. And enjoy your Mother's Day. And for anybody uh, who today is not really a joyous day, maybe you're like Dr. T and this is your first Mother's Day without your mom, or maybe you're somebody who is uh, trying to become a mother in days like this is difficult. We are praying for you and we're standing with you. Know that you are loved and we celebrate you today, all right? We love you and we definitely, definitely don't want to forget and act like, you know, every day of celebration is a day of celebration for everybody. So we honor you. Can we honor today? Yeah, we honor you. Find a reason. Find a reason to celebrate today. Amen? Amen. All right, so with that, um, yeah, we're, we're headed on out. Have a marvelous remainder of the day. Amen? Amen. Amen.